nobody ever say it. Heavy hitting topics, ain't nothing you should play with. It's a rich and no clothes and funny jokes, just a right every day with. Everybody always think it, but nobody ever say it. Heavy hitting topics, ain't nothing you should play with. It's a rich and no clothes and funny jokes, just a right every day with. Kobe. Brian. Kobe. Brian. Kobe. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back. Off on a tangent. Season two. Episode two. Two two. Uh-huh. Meet her in room 222. Caught her at 222. Um, it's me, your host, Neek. I got with me today. Kobe J. V. Kobe J. <laughs> Can't forget the V, huh? V. We got a lot of crazy shit to talk about. It's Mr. The Kobe J on the podcast, off on the tangent. (laughs) (laughs) But no, a lot of interesting shit, a lot of sports heavy shit that the playoffs have been going on. So we definitely going to dive into that, um, touch on on a few other topics. Culture is definitely in a, I don't want to say weird state, it's definitely in a different state right now though. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. It's it's one of those things where culture is starting to intertwine with kind of everything and intermix. And even in like, as I said, the sports too. And so um, culture is starting to take on a life of its own. Actual, actual culture. No, actual culture. So I think people are, I don't want to say woke, because I hate to use that term. Uh, woke. But I think people are actually starting to be more aware of what's going on. I'm actually starting to talk to people who actually watch the news, who actually, you know, know what's propaganda and what's real. Facts. So it's starting to actually... I'm glad everyone's starting to wake up and see it, but I'm just kind of mad it's taking a lot of drastic things to happen in order for people to really a big paradigm shift, man. A big paradigm shift. Like it takes a big, you know, it takes something big in the like culture to happen, you know, in order for us to move on some things. Is how I feel. Tell you what, don't shift too far. We'll be right back. We're off on a tangent. So, uh, how about those Lakers? How about them? <laughs> Isn't that the saying? Ain't that how that shit go? Oh, yeah, Lakerland is a fucking circus right now. <laughs> you got niggas running. Niggas not know they getting traded. Niggas quitting <laughs> and not telling nobody. Mm. Like, Ain't that how it go when you quit? Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you announce it, then it's like... I mean, they might fire you. I'd rather you just not show up, but or tell me you're, you quit instead of going to the media first and saying holding a press conference saying you were stepping down. I mean, should he have sent him a letter? Something. They should have been forewarned about it to the media. They I mean, we been. live in a day and age where everything just is on the internet. So yeah, I mean, you but know, it's, but it's different when it's management. I feel like like a player getting traded and players not finding out. I get it. You're a pawn in the, in the organization. At the end of the day, you're a player. That's who Didi we're talking about. Yeah, he's the only one that gets to make those type of. But when you're talking about a well-known organization, bro, we're talking about Chris Angel. Like, it's it's crazy what's going on in Lakerland to me. I think it's, but the one thing I do like, I think LeBron's controlling the whole narrative of everything behind the scenes. I think that's why Magic pulled the Houdini and the Chris Angel and got the fuck up out of there. I mean, with the reports, you can't. You can't be a president of basketball operations and not be reachable to put to put people. You know, you can't work like I said for an organization. You're an employee. I get it, Magic. You're a boss. You have a 
bunch of business visitors. But you can't just say fuck the Lakers and go get this back. <laughs> Bro, he's a placeholder. Like, oh no, they're waiting to get someone else to go. I mean, the Lakers is one of those self-run teams. Like, who knows how the real operations really run? Facts. Especially when you have teams like that have been consistent with winning and their winning percentage over the years. I'm not saying, you know, nah. recently. Facts. As a whole. So, like, with teams like Boston and, and Los Angeles and kind of sort of now go to the state, you don't really know how the inner workings work. There's probably one or two niggas nah. that's really running the show. Everybody All else, nigga, you want a job, you don't really have to do nothing. We'll just have you, you know, on camera saying yeah. you're this. Magic Johnson? Seriously? Oh, no. I was to sell tickets. Lost to make headlines. Operations? What? I would have seen it better if they would have made him the head coach. Yeah. But see, maybe he thinks that's beneath him because he's such a great business mogul. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't think Magic can handle that responsibility. Of being he's, a coach? Because I just think he's too, he's too big of a businessman now. Like, at this point, like, he has money that coming from everywhere. Yeah, but he's not no Mark Cuban, so it's not like... He's not, and Mark Cuban also owns the team. So That's what I'm saying, Mark so Cuban it's like when you say business and got so much money, and it's like Mark Cuban owns the team, so Magic clearly ain't him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, nigga... He didn't, t- he didn't take it serious. That's what I said. He was unreachable. Like, one thing is, you can't say I'm going to consult with LeBron on all these moves, and then LeBron can't find you. <laughs> like, you did that to yourself, bro. Like, you said this. You're speaking on other players. Like, like, he didn't know how to be a president of basketball operations. You're openly talking about meeting with other players on clearly under contract with other teams. Like, Magic is like the Donald Trump for the Lakers, bro. Bro. He just out there fucking shit up, just fucking saying shit, shit, just doing what the fuck Whatever. ever, bro. He's probably about to do the same thing for like us. Just another school. title. Fuck it. I'm just doing holes. Literally. Fuck it. So in the midst of all this fucking crazy shit going on, I guess, and I'm talking basketball. Absolutely. Um, Help me put some of this shit in perspective. This playoff picture. It's not looking like a pretty picture. It's not looking like a Vincent Van Gogh image. It's looking more like a a Picasso. <laughs> Both beautiful paintings. I mean, it's great and entertaining enough to watch. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's not nothing like... Could you picture Toronto winning the championship? No. Um, How would you really, really feel if Houston won? Probably at this point, like you know, like like it might I, be, a, it would be like if they won. I feel like people would be okay with it because of Chris Paul. But you know the crazy part though, and when I'm really honest with myself, like uh, probably up until this point, and I started thinking about it, it's like it wouldn't even fucking matter. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Who cares if they won this year? It's like it, this would be one of those years, like if the Phoenix Sun, Suns won the championship. It's like oh yeah, good, nice, on the next year. Like this would be the the the, the fastest motherfuckers go through the summer league. And shit, and start talking about next season already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it'd be a sweep on the rug, and it's unfortunate. But like, this thing about the picture of the playoffs is just like, I don't know, bro. Well, it's not how it's supposed to be. Teams didn't end up where they were supposed to be in their season because these players are be having too much player control as they're to where much. they go. So yeah, like now absolutely. they're putting their own teams together, and then they're failing. Nobody really to blame. Coaches just get fired. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. That is true. Fuck it. Like, I, this shit's crazy, bro. Toronto? Toronto. And Philadelphia. 
No way. I don't. I don't know. I think the thing with now is everybody looks at every team and wants to see how they match up against Golden State. That's it. Philly matches up well. Milwaukee matches up well. Houston's actually beat them multiple times, more times this season than Golden State's beat them. Hmm. So it's just like about just all the matches. For the first time, Golden State looks vulnerable. They're not as deep with their bench, and so everyone's losing their mind. And yeah. Now we got a series. Like recently, they're in a two-two series. Everybody else is in good series, but Milwaukee. You want to know one good thing that I guess what Houston is doing right now? They're exposing Golden State to the fullest extent. How so? As you said, now you're starting to see just, I mean, everybody always knew they ain't got no bench. Mm-hmm. But to know that, their only bench is Draymond Green, and somehow he comes off, he starts, nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's lost depth, too, because he, now they start Andre Godala. I just. So he was, and he was a, you know. He's a key guy off the bench with Sean Livingston, but now he's a starter. The bench production for sure went now. Bench production, they lost it. Now they put everybody into the starting role, and everybody can't fit in the court at the same time. Well, also, that due to the fact that DeMarcus Cousins got hurt. He never was a factor. It was. I think he would be He would be more of a factor as far as being a, a post, a physical presence under the rim. DeMarcus Cousins got hurt because he fucked up too much shit in the beginning, bro. They were Motherfuckers started losing hope and go to state in the first few games. Of the season. I don't know oh. if you remember, but I remember everybody was like, what's going on? They can't get it together. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you guys picked your team. Y'all went and got this other guy. They took him out of the picture. I mean, inadvertently, he gets hurt. And look what happens. Now they're back on their way to the fucking finals again. Well, hopefully. Yeah, we got a second round. Two and yeah. two. Two and two. It's more of a fucking series now. Mm-hmm. All that other shit is whack, bro. I like to see competition. I would love to see James Harden go a little bit harder. Um, I, mean, I, I just, I just feel like it's kind of weak that they've already blamed the refs if they lose this series. Bruh. How it's does like, that work? If they win, they overcame so much. But if they lose, the refs cheated them. Like, and that's the narrative I don't I don't like when it comes to these playoffs. Mm. Like, when, Why are you talking about last year? Focus on this season, bro. You guys are playing them right now. And you're talking about calls missed from last year. It just shows you their head's not in it, bro. But, I mean, with their heads not being in, it's 2-2. Too, too. But the thing with Houston is that at any point, they can just not show up. Facts. They're, 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 at any point, they can just fuck it. We ain't here today. And they're going to shoot. They they can shoot themselves in the foot with that because Golden State has, on the offensive side, starting-wise, a few more options. Absolutely. If, say, for instance, Kevin Durant struggles in the first half, Steph Curry probably pick up the weight, and Clay Thompson always can probably at least give you 15. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The average is the most silent 20. So. You get what I'm saying? So knowing that, it makes it real hard for, for guys like James Harden, who sometimes wants to go hard in the paint. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he's showing up from the three and, like, draining them. Other times it's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you pull that? Like, yeah. that step back, it works, but I can almost sense when it's going to happen. So, like, nice. I'm not an NBA Dude, these other fucking players with this 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 IQ of knowing how to play, it's just kind of crazy to me. Like, I don't even understand how this shit works. This is why Westbrook didn't make it this far. He became predictable. His 30 points, his triple doubles, yeah, it's great on paper. But it will not get you through the playoffs. I said in the last, last podcast, like, you know, he doesn't get enough credit. But it is very much factual that... He needs more energy. He needs to bring that much more game and talent, especially if he's going to do it by himself. You know what I mean? 
the playoffs is a, it's a whole nother picture. It's damn near mm. half a season in two months. Yeah. You know? Whole nother game. So um, one thing I do want to talk about, what's this? I want to feel like it's an attack hmm. against a lot of black celebrities. These males, I mean, especially with all these, like, reported rapes and all that. Like, I'm not saying things didn't happen or they did, did or did not happen. I'm not saying I'm standing up for them, but I just right. feel like Chris Brown and Bill Cosby and all of it. Now the R. Kelly stuff came forward, and then now there's a thing about Michael Jack, a uh, documentary about Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson yeah. I just feel like what is this sudden <laughs> call? And people are falling for it, though. Because black people aren't terrorists. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. I'm. I'm not. I. I hate being the one to like pull it side and say, you know, it's this way or that way because of the color and the race. I think that a lot of that gets transposed to the media. Um, they don't have too many other ways to attack this particular culture. Um, it, it couldn't be saying that the music or they somehow influence violence or a negative, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. Re response from, you know, their fans, because if that's the case, you would have riots and all sorts of shit. And that's not what happens. This this particular culture doesn't do that. So how else do you hit them? You get what I'm saying? Like, you don't have mm -hmm. none of these guys that are turning around and going to tear off niggas' heads at, at these concerts and shit. Like, not none of these. Maybe at a Bruce Springsteen concert, but yeah. not R. Kelly. And I'm not... Uh, so I feel like that's maybe one of the only ways they can attack a motherfucker. Like, what else do you do? You hit a nigga hard, I guess, where it hurt. Hit him in the bank. I, I, I really don't know, brother. I try to try to put it in context in some sort of way. It's very fucked up and unfortunate. Um, but I don't know, bro. Like, I... I guess making a joke about it, like, like I said, we ain't terrorists. <laughs> what, yeah, what do you no, think? I, I mean, it. I mean, for me, it's just like with the Bill Cosby situation. I don't ever say if a man did the crime, he should be walking free. No, I don't believe that at all. Like, but I just find it very interesting that he's about to purchase a major TV network, right? And then all of a sudden, victims of thirty years done been raped by. You see, and, and they all have the same story. I'm not saying this coincidence. Coincidences do happen, but it's just like the first question I have is: If you got drugged, how do you have a whole story? Because when you get drugged, you don't you remember. don't remember. Yeah, I don't know, bro. But see, like, and the, the craziest part about all of that shit too is, like you said, it's like he was about to go buy one of the biggest networks. Mm -hmm. And then, like even with the R. Kelly situation, one everybody already knew R. Kelly was raped. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I'm going to get out the way right now. People just failed to, like, realize what it was. Well, he's been telling you who he was his whole life. Another thing I like to hit on note is he is a victim. Not in the sense of us attacking or people turning against him. Well, he was molested as a kid. And if people pay attention to these documentaries and these shows and specials they'd be watching, the psychologist clearly says the victim of rape confuses love with power and sex mm -hmm. and so they either want to become want that godly feeling mm -hmm. so they either become the attacker mm -hmm. or they remain a victim. victim and so 
people ignore the fact that he was molested. And I'm not, again, that's not an excuse. Right. He's just product of what the fuck happened to him. Right. At the end of the day, this is all, all he knows. Right. He's been trained to feel it's been right. Like, that it's okay. Yeah. That's what he's been trained to, like. And then just the timing. He announces a tour overseas. All of a sudden, no. Now he's being brought to jail. There's another tape, and there's this, and there's that. And I'm just like, this is a lot. It's like, an attempt to marginalize, man. Chris Brown. When he becomes one of the youngest artists to get, you know, his masters. To own his masters. A week later, all of a sudden, rape. he was trying to rape some woman overseas. And it's just like, bro, what? Marginalization. And I don't even know if that's a fucking word. But it is now, because I just said it. Marginalization, bro. They're trying to marginalize motherfuckers, bro. As soon as you try to step outside of your box, mm-hmm. outside of your 42 acres and the white bitch that they tried to give you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, that's fast. as soon as you step outside of that and want more, so we don't want to own something that's a problem. Yeah, go get your ass back in line. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I, I, it's fucked up, bro. You live in a fucked up day and age. Heaven on earth? <laughs> Hell on earth. Hell. I don't complain, though. I see why people say when you pass away, you're at peace. Because you don't got to live in this bullshit no more. Wow. Don't that take shit to a whole nother level. Talk about going off on a tangent. Go there with it. Like, I don't know. They, they, they just always said, you know, the most... When you're dead, you don't got to worry about nothing, bro. Hmm. <laughs> like, not hmm. like... <laughs> like, bro, like, this is real shit. You know the funny part about that? Like, so for, for instance, the one example we always, everybody probably always knows is like about money. You can't yeah. take it with you. Nigga, you can't take none Nothing. of this shit with you. Can't take none of it. None, none of your stresses, none of your worries. Nothing. It's a wrap. Wash your hands. That's why you gotta live every day to the fullest. To the fullest, man. And I try to knock it all out and done and not leave no stone unturned. No. You know? Any of it. Um, Yeah. We ain't even got to go too in depth on that one, but that was crazy. I just wanted you to touch on that because yeah. that, that was crazy. Bro, I try, like, there's one thing I've thought about. Like, I, we think different. So, definitely when I think about certain things, it's just kind of like, damn, she's really, like, it took my mom. Yeah. One thing I thought was she's really not suffering anymore. Facts. The only person that's probably upset about it and hurt now is you. That's it. But if you're happy for her. that's And that's where the peace comes. And that's where, that's where the healing process comes. Because I tell everybody... I cried harder when I was watching that huh. versus looking at her in a casket. It was surreal. Like, it was like, damn, nigga. Like, your mom's gone. But she looked, so she smiled in that casket. And I know everyone who's at the funeral can't. Hmm. She looked like she was at peace. And that's the one thing that brought me mine. And I'd be a selfish motherfucker if I'd be like, mom, I want you here being a noodle pretty much. I'd be a selfish nigga for that. Factual. Like, I get it, you love someone, but if you feel like you're still putting you first. Yeah. That's how relationships work. Like, oh, no, she taught me how to be selfless. I know how to be selfish, <clears throat> but she really taught me how to be selfless. Like, definitely, she taught me how to find peace while I'm on earth. Facts. Like, a lot of people, you're supposed to learn and make it better for the people younger than you. And a lot Facts of people, don't, yeah. they don't appreciate that shit. 
It's about the next gen. I, you know, I can't, literally. I can't stop saying that. The next it generation, is. next gen, next gen, next gen. It's literally about the next generation. That's what. That's what it has to be done for. We got to make it easy. If we think Earth is hell, <laughs> if we think it's hell and there's a bunch of bullshit going on and we grown, the fuck is it gonna be like for these kids if it's only getting worse? And the worst part is, we're the ones bringing the kids into the world. So, like, I, I guess that places the responsibility of us to train them up pr- properly, to, to this real world. Of what's really going on out here, not the world that some of us see fit and make believe to mm-hmm. be fit. Um, whew. Tough pill to swallow, brother man. Tough pill to swallow. There are more Clarissa Sampsons. Clarissa. If there were more Clarissa Sampsons out there, I, I, I guess it might be a bit of a better place. Just yeah. maybe that much, a little bit. It brings me a little more peace. A little bit. Um, off on a fucking tangent. So something that just kind of like I don't know, it kind of hit me, or it be hitting me. Sometimes I stroll through the Facebook shit and I just be reading posts. I got a lot of friends on there. Well, not friends. I got a lot of fucking Facebook. Um, I don't even know what the fucking call that shit because I don't even know why Facebook calls these people friends because they're not friends. Like I don't know these people like that. Like they just be people that send friend requests and. They they should come up with another term for that. But anyway, they send the request to follow my page, and I do it, and they probably don't follow back, but I don't even... Whatever. Anyway, I scroll through the shit. I'm reading some of the shit, and a lot of the time, these motherfuckers that just be saying crazy shit, like, 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 it's always like a woman posting, talking about how to keep a man, which is crazy to me. It's like, how the fuck do you know? Especially if you don't have one. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like... Oh, Probably only a man could tell you how he wants to be kept. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. But then it's also like, be like dudes and shit. Niggas be on there like, oh, you know, I, I need a girl who's going to do this. And, and I need a girl who's going to be down for me and right foot. For instance, everybody's on this Nipsey Hussle Lauren London bullshit. Crazy, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, niggas, for first off, for, I ain't no fucking relationship counselor. I ain't Cupid. I ain't nothing. I ain't shit. But what I do know is that if you quit focusing on these bitches and focus more on yourself, you'll probably get more bitches, especially if that's what you want. It'll make more sense. You start figuring out what you want. Like, most of these niggas are sobs, bro. I I don't even know how to put it in words, bro, in perspective. It's just, it's, it's saddening sometimes because then it's like, it's messy game in a sense of, these niggas go around these brides, they show them all of this shit, and then they're messy with it, and then these brides get this game, and then they start twisting shit up, and then they start using all these niggas and manipulating it on these soft-minded and weak-minded individual mm. niggas. Like, you just start getting up, and then these be the niggas that end up being the crazy ones to do crazy wild shit, like outlandish shit, like wanting to fight in the club over a female because she's dancing with a nigga or some shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, why? We went to the club. Like, we're here to dance, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that the point? Like, if you came to the club to be with your honey only, y'all should have went, went to a one-on-one. You know what I mean? Like, should have had a date night. I feel like it all comes, it's like a, it's a domino effect, bro, from just like certain motherfuckers not, for instance, dudes as a, as a gender, not holding a certain standard to how they carry themselves. And I think it's time to just get back to the, get back to the basics. Like, I mean, we would if we got rid of egos. Niggas got egos on trying to outdo the next nigga. Like, one thing I hate is everybody, well, I'm only in competition with myself. Nigga, duh. Check You're the in ego. Com- like, there is no ego. You are in competition with yourself, nigga. 
because you're the only person who controls the money going in your pocket. You're the only person controlling what you do when you get up. Facts. Like, and we're all given the same amount of time oh, man. every day. When yeah. you choose, if you choose to get up at nine o'clock a.m., that's your choice. The next yeah. man probably got up at seven. The next man before him probably got up at four. You dig? So what we're, what I'm saying is, by the time you got up at nine, those two niggas at work on shift already, and the nigga up at four then almost put in his eight. Mm-hmm. But you know why they do that? Because they're not worried about the next man. Right. They're just worried about going to get it. And ain't about what time you got to get up. It ain't about what actual job you got to do. It's just like, bro, I got to get just this. Just do the job. I got to do it. Just do the job. Every job has to be done. I mean, I just think as men, we, we got to hold ourselves more accountable. Niggas got to stop letting their niggas do fuck, fuck shit. Yeah. Hold like, niggas to a better standard, bro. Like, if you sit here and say you, you can kick it with a nigga because you can allow it. Because he ain't done it to you. Because that's one rule I used to live by, actually. <laughs> you know, fuck what his reputation is. I, I Because I don't believe in reputations. I believe in what a nigga did to me. But one thing I have to realize is I always I think all the time. Right. Once you cross me and you show me you'll go there, then it's cool. Hmm. I get it. But it's one of those niggas be letting their niggas do fuck off shit. I mean, you can take it as simple as relationships. Yeah. It's not saying it's your responsibility to tell on your nigga. It's not. Because I feel like when a dude, when nigga, if I meet my dude's girl, bro, you're opening that avenue for her to feel comfortable with me. Okay. So now at this point, if we're out together and you're doing fuck shit and I'm with you, she attaches that to me. Factual. Not on no, but every time you be with Jacob, you be with these bitches. Mm-hmm. And that's how that whole narrative starts. Now mm-hmm. you got an argument. And you got to think about how that starts to spill over like, and affects your character. And people think it's just on some... Well, nigga, you don't gotta be friends with. You don't gotta bring her around me. <laughs> I tell all my niggas like this: if you want to do you know, some fuck shit with a broad, don't introduce me to it. I don't put me in the middle of that. Don't shit. put me in the middle of it because I'm a real nigga. Period. So if she say hi, I'm gonna speak. It don't mean I'm gonna tell on you. It don't mean I'm gonna out you. None of that. Yeah. But I'm not gonna act like she's not here. Yeah. I'm I not know. gonna be awkward and have her. You have her sitting in the corner while niggas is here. Why you niggas is doing it? I'm your boy. I don't want her. You trying to control a situation that ain't there. See, like all it is, like I said, bro, like I I guess it's like you said, holding motherfuckers accountable and raising the standards, man. Like, for one, dudes gotta we gotta stop being so easily fooled and tricked and like just wild and big eyed when it comes to shit. Like, like 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 this Instagram shit is whatever, bro. This yeah. this is this social media shit is for the birds. This thirst trap and shit, that shit's for pervs. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where this shit became okay. Like, Bro, I literally was talking the other day. Remember when, I remember if you can get a female to send you a picture. <sighs> man, uh, you won a championship. You knew you were smacking. You knew she liked you. You knew everything. Yeah. And then. Now I just go to Instagram. Yeah. And literally. You're going to get the better quality because they took time to take the picture to edit, edit it up. It, tap, all that. It's so crazy. And then they're but doing you, it just for you, followers. But you are what you attract. It's just like females. I don't like thirsty niggas. So why are all your shirts low cut? Why is your skirt? Why are you always wearing skin tight shit? And niggas aren't understanding how they're falling into the trap of this shit either. So they're the bitches say, oh, I don't want niggas is thirsty, blah, 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 blah. Bitches is making, being thirst traps, posting all of this shit. The niggas is looking at all of this shit, all up on the shit. All of the bitches is doing is capitalizing off the shit too. That's it. And making the bread. All of this extra other bullshit that they're doing. But it's it's just so much trickery and foolery that I'm like, niggas, when the fuck are you going to pull your fucking head out of your ass and just start realizing that this ain't even the type of woman half you motherfuckers act like you want? Mm-hmm. 
it's entertaining, then go to a strip club. Make these bitches that want to show all this ass, make them go employ themselves at a strip club. If that's the case, because there are establishments that do that. Yeah. But now everybody, it's okay. You post one picture with some ass. Now you got a thousand fucking followers. You're just popping everywhere. Oh, oh, she's so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. And you see the bitch in real life, and every time you see her, she's bun life. Bro, I don't really look at nothing how she look. Every time you see her. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, a lot of these niggas who stun on the ground like they be kicking and doing all that. It's harder for niggas, bro. Oh, it definitely I understand is. that for a fact. So, like... When it comes to the, the the flexing and the stunting and the and the finessing, as a nigga, I feel like that's bullshit, bro. Don't do it. Just just stick to your roots and stick be real because be it's a lot harder for a nigga than it is for a bitch. A bitch can go to Forever Twenty One and buy a twenty dollar outfit, and I'm talking accessories involved. No, everything. And Whole and and you're looking at her like a, a piece. And she just spent twenty dollars. Nigga, you nigga, your shoes were at least one fifty. Off top. You did like. It's harder for niggas. I understand that. So I just feel like get back to the basics, raise your standards a bit, and have a bit more confidence in yourself as a fucking male yeah, and an individual. A man, period. I, I think that then it'll balance out the effect. It'll raise the standards when it comes to females because, oh, man, I can go on all day for this shit, man. No, I, I feel it, bro, because it's definitely, like, it's an issue, bro, because, like, this is how the gang gets watered down. Niggas start Ooh. doing fuck shit. Females start... Falling into weird shit. Now they're acting weird. It's not even water no more. This is mud now, bro. It's dry. You don't even know what's what. They went, for instance, you got niggas now. (laughs) I seen the meme, bro. They said niggas went from wearing 4X to 4T. Facts. (laughs) Bro, look at how rappers dress now. 4X to 4T. Bro, on God. Let you be caught wearing a tall T today. Let you oh, caught wearing a tall T. Oh, it's a dress. Off the rim. Off the <laughs> This is on you. The new trend now. It's a dress. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> bro, niggas. I remember. I see the jeans niggas wearing now. I was like, bro, we used, to, we used to bag our niggas for wearing those. <coughs> and now everybody can tuck their pants in their shoes. Dress like a skater, man. I guess. But then I, niggas like don't even the do it right. Jeans, I'm cool, but bro. niggas don't even do it right. This is this is what I'm saying. It's like motherfuckers are so fucked up. They don't even know. They're just reaching and trying and just doing shit. It's like find yourself, figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And most of the time, you'll figure out like, okay, you want to wear the skinny pants. There's certain types that you can wear. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the straight leg. You know, the slim fit. There are certain types that's that are stretchier straights. and they yeah. give more room. They're not on your ass like some fucking leggings and shit like yeah. that. Like, like or jeans. I'm not trying to be a walking yeast infection. You know, uh, like I. I feel like if you got a walking place to put on your pants, it's a problem. Who shit, man? A lot of these motherfuckers, bro, are just moving with the trend. Nobody has standards anymore. Nobody has morals anymore. Assessments. I. It's just whoever drops a song today. Whatever they talk about, whatever store has the shit, whatever Nordstrom's allows you to steal. (laughs) (laughs) It's just bad, man. Like the culture, just everything is just Uh, bad, man. Like it's not the same. Specifically, like I said, for my fellas, do better. Get it together. Everybody always thinks, but nobody ever says. Heavy hitting topics, ain't nothing you should play with. 
This a rich and no clothes and funny jokes just to brighten up your day with. Everybody always think it, but nobody ever say it. Heavy hitting topics, ain't nothing you should play with. This a rich and no clothes and funny jokes just to brighten up your day with.